Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about physical affection. I love some physical affection. I bet you do. <laughs> we're talking about a little bit of a different kind of physical affection today. So physical touch or physical affection is one of the five love languages. And some people enjoy that and express physical affection openly and easily. And others may not be as comfortable or it's just less desirable for them. Or maybe it's not one of their top love languages. For me, physical touch and affection is your number one uh, my number one with you for sure I feel like this is a whole different you know topic but I feel like your love languages with your partner versus maybe your family or your friends can look differently but today we're talking about physical touch yeah some people like you said some people do value it a lot more but it comes more naturally depending on how you were raised and your experience with physical touch i know some people abuse that uh part of life just being able to touch someone and so we understand that it's not always an easy black and white topic but i have an interesting fact i found um okay it says physical contact with an admirer or friend, boosts our oxytocin levels, which is known as the bonding hormone, which stimulates the release of other feel-good hormones such as dopamine and serotonin, which boosts our happiness. Not only this, but it also reduces the release of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Ooh, I like that. I feel like I can relate to that on a deep level, and that makes sense. Like you said, it is unfortunate that some people have had the beauty of like physical touch and everything like tainted for them. So they don't want any association with it at all. But I definitely think, which is what we're going to kind of touch on today, when non-sexual touch and regular physical touch are healthily separated that you can enjoy both in their own entity and it is like super important to be able to separate those two things and when you're saying physical touch you're so there's non-sexual touch and then there's sexual touch and so when we say like physical touch that that leads to sex or whatever we're thinking like kenny g on the saxophone kind of touch you know who that is? No. You will. Hold on. <laughs> this just really like, you'll know exactly what this touch is when you hear this. It sounds sexual. A saxophone. Excuse me. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. So you're saying this that was that was sexual. Oh, that was sexual. Okay. <laughs> you should know this. <laughs> so with sexual touch, you're touching someone in a way that you're knowing or expecting, or maybe not always, but it leads to 
sexual contact, whereas non-sexual touch, which is in just as important to have in a relationship, there's no expectations with it. And maybe you even make sure that when you're giving that, that it's not going to lead to that place, if almost that makes like, sense. Almost like you would agree upon it. Kind of. I feel like it's like it gets weird because you don't want to overthink that. and and You don't I want don't, it to become contractual. Yeah, and just like if it does lead there and both parties are good with that, then obviously that's okay. But just like we've both said, there's times in the relationship where we need and desire that non-sexual affection and just to be loved and to cuddle or to hold each other's hands or whatever that looks like and it to not if not always lead there if it always leads to something sexual it's just you I feel like you can feel like in your mind like oh every time they touch me they just were they're wanting sex or like that's what it's going to lead to and that can become unhealthy in a relationship for sure if if every time one person is being touched physically you know in the back of your mind that the intentions of the other person is to ultimately benefit sexually from that touch it doesn't feel loving it almost feels like selfish touch yeah like manipulative almost or yeah. just like i'm doing something to get what i'm wanting in the end out of this or if someone offers to rub your feet or give you a massage or something and every time that has happened it leads to something sexual or I feel like it's more maybe this isn't always the case but I feel like that's more of a thing for guys which is interesting because we talked about you know, you ended up saying that no, like if if we didn't if I didn't have non sexual affection, I wouldn't like that either. Like well, for sure, it can be guys or girls. Yeah, you can say maybe the majority of the time, guys are more of a sexual being and do kind of it, traditionally they pressure girls early on. That's just like the traditional sense of sex. Like guys can be pressured in, into touching girls or moving faster than girls want or whatever the the case may be or just being super visual or stimulated by you know things which is natural completely but where you know a girl maybe could give a guy a back rub and it's not like in their mind and everything going to lead to somewhere else whereas a guy is touching on a girl and it's like I don't know I just feel like it's kind of it's different where for a guy that it it is going to more so those type of things lead to something else in his mind than maybe a girl. Yeah. Well, for guys, we have this kind of um, like biological radar that kind of helps notify or alert us like this physical touch is, I guess, arousing me or whatever. And so I feel like it's just natural for guys to want to act on that. Like, Okay, I'm I'm being alerted that I am st sexually stimulated at this moment. I need to do something about it. Like, and so maybe guys could start off with the intent, like a pure intentions of I just want to give my wife a back rub. But 
you are sexually attracted to your wife and that's a good thing and that should lead to or or maybe it shouldn't or whatever but ultimately sometimes it does lead to men becoming physically aroused but i would say that sometimes it would be helpful for guys to practice being physically aroused and not having to act on that or to uh I guess, fix the arousal. For sure. I think there's a healthy balance of the two. And for women especially, it's important to have a separation. But I mean, like we said, on the other hand, it's just as important to come together sexually and have that time as well. I think the biggest thing is just keeping the two things separate and making sure you have a healthy balance of both and that, you know, both partners, sexual and non-sexual affectionate desires are being met yes with both sexual and non-sexual affection though I think there needs to be boundaries I think a lot of times we think that definitely in sexual touching there needs to be boundaries that there needs to be consent and there needs to be communication on what's desired what people are comfortable with but I also think on the non-sexual touching side of it that there needs to be clear boundaries and communications of what's desired when it's desired, where it's desired, like publicly or non-publicly, like maybe some people are comfortable with slapping their partner on the butt, but the other person may not be comfortable with that, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think communication is super important with it. And I feel like that can get weird or or it seem like, you know, you're trying to say, hey, I'm going to touch you and it's going to be non-sexual. Hey, I'm going to touch you and I want this to lead to sex. And it's not it's not like that. Right. That's not how you navigate it. But, I mean, I definitely 100% it's something in our relationship that we've had to navigate. And I would say now to this point, like, it's not even something we have to discuss or talk about because we know and we're just able to – because we have communicated about it in the past and what we desire that now it is something we're able to just kind of navigate and go through and like read each other's cues or know what the other person is needing at the time. For sure. I think that's a great point. We have, it may have been something that we struggled with coming into the relationship, especially from my end, just because you were more of a physical toucher and, and my experiences with physical touch in the past kind of, the majority of the time I wanted sexual acts to come out of that. Like those were kind of my intentions. I wasn't used to just touching someone to show them love and show them care and show them um, affection. And so I did kind of have to learn that. And we had conversations about, you know, a lot of the times you touch me, Joe, it, it seems like it it's leading to sex or leading to maybe that that's the ultimate desire or whatever. And I had to kind of figure out through time, like, you're right, that is kind of my, and it it took me a while, like, it may take time for people to digest this, because it could just be habits that they formed over time, like, anytime I get affectionate or whatever, it kind of turns sexual. Yes, I definitely think that is something that I do remember in the, in the earlier stages of our relationship, that it, I felt like every time you know, you, we, you would touch me that it would lead to something. And when, you know, non-sexual physical touch is your love language, it just, it just starts feeling 
not loving or like that area of your needs isn't being met. But I definitely think that it's something that can, you know, be worked on and be compromised on. I would say um, to this day, I don't feel like you touch me in non-sexual ways a lot of the times where you're feeling the need for a sexual, something sexual to happen after that. Like, Wait, I feel, are you saying I don't, are were you saying I don't do that? Yeah. I feel like you've gotten to the point where you're able to show affection and you even desire to show affection and it not lead to sexual yes, intimacy. Okay. Sorry. I thought I misunderstood that. No. I, Cause I feel the same. I do feel like I've learned over time and even created a desire within me. That's just a natural desire. I do appreciate non-sexual physical touch it's pure there are no intentions there are no expectations it's you're not expecting to receive something in return out of it you're not touching someone with oh this is going to benefit me in the end it's just I love this person and I want to show them affection yeah and I kind of like what you were saying it could lead to when it is the opposite and it is there are expectations and intentions and whatever, it's a selfish act. Every time you go to touch this person, instead of them feeling safe and secure and loved, it's almost like a cringe because it's like, oh, they want sex or oh, they want something in return. For sure. And again, I guess there are times where the roles could be reversed and it's the girl that struggles with this and the guys on the opposite end, I would venture to say it's more so usually, you know, the way that it is in our situation. I feel like the majority of girls would struggle with the only time that they're being shown affection or touched, it leads to something sexual. So I just feel like that is why it's so important to figure that out within your relationship and communicate and create boundaries where, both needs are being met because sexual needs are important as well for especially males I mean both partners but I would say for more so for males and then the non-sexual is very important for the majority of the time females so just making sure both of those things are being met in a healthy way and just communicating and setting boundaries for sure I think communication is the key to a lot of things, especially in a relationship, some some of the types of non-sexual physical touching, maybe if you and your partner don't have these kind of in your daily lives or you don't practice them, maybe these could be a good area to start. Um, I think being within someone's personal space without touching, even being involved, just sitting close to someone. That's that's a good start. That's not physical affection, but no, that yes, I I see what you're saying. That is something that's just me thinking about. It's very hard for me to do because if we're in the same like proximity of each other, even if we, you know this, if we're driving down the road or we're just sitting next, it is very hard for me to be sitting next to you and not touching you in <laughs> some capacity, like just our feet or my hand being on you or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, I think just being near to someone, you can feel the difference even in a public situation or if you're on a subway or something, if somebody steps into your space, into your bubble, it, you realize it, whether it's internally, externally, just because you're sensing them or whatever, there is some kind of 
energy exchanged with someone being close to you in proximity, you know? Yes, for sure. And so I do think that's an easy one. Just be close to your person. If touching is something that's not comfortable, just sit close together, stand, whatever. I think another easy one would be hugging. Yes. I know a lot of people hug, but some people it makes them uncomfortable. Yes, definitely. I think just like you said from the thing you read, hugging and just affection non-sexually releases oxytocin where, you know, it's a chemical like good thing and a good, good balance for someone to have. So I think that if those things are something that makes someone uncomfortable or maybe they've been negatively affected by in the past that it's great to work on that so that you can receive those things from your partner because they are such a great and healthy and beautiful and intimate thing in a relationship to bring people close together, whether it's after an argument or just you're leaving each other or you're greeting each other or you're in public and it makes you feel connected when there's a hundred other people around or whatever it may be. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that forming that Forming a solid base of if you're not comfortable with this, if you don't practice this, a base of just being close to one another, holding hands in private, uh, cuddling, embracing, kissing on the forehead or the cheek or whatever. It forms this closeness. Oh, this I'm safe. This can happen and there be no expectations, no intentions. And I can trust this person. I can be close to them, I can hug them, and they're not going to hurt me. They're not going to expect something more of me. I can be myself, I can be close, I can be touched, and, and it, yes, take baby steps in that direction, but it does lead to, oh, now in public, we can affirm each other and give each other safety and security in holding hands. Now we've made it to that point where you can then communicate and co- convey this sense of safety and security in public places and I feel like that's a great thing and and something that really strengthens a relationship yes I agree I also find it difficult in public situations like if Kemper and I ever get at odds or whatever or if we had an argument right before we had to go somewhere or whatever it can be difficult to show physical affection when you are at odds and I think that it's another great point for non-sexual touch is it's kind of almost like a relationship check-in with subconsciously like with each other and with uh, yourself like are we in a good place if I'm able to go over to Kemper put my hands around her touch her arms touch her head give her a kiss on the cheek I know that internally I'm at peace with her there's a sense of uh, appreciation or calmness, love, safety, security, whatever you want to call that just sense of of home or being loved or secure or whatever, it, it almost puts us on the same page. Yes, for sure. I think to that point, if you're going around people or in public and you're kind of at odds or not in a good place, so when you go around people, you're not really engaging or interacting or showing affection or if you know one partner let's say the guy for instance because I think guys can kind of usually 
move past things quickly. There's like, okay, I'm over this. Like I'm back good where we've talked about the girls still hold on to it. And a guy goes over to touch and whatever, and they're not in a good place. Then that can also be negative association with touch. So it's just everything, making sure everything is done in a healthy way. I feel like in getting everything, getting the non-sexual physical touch right in private it carries over to yes i think whenever then when you go in public that you're able to know what makes you feel safe and comfortable i I always use this kind of uh methodology but you play like you practice when you practice things in private settings or you practice things on a daily basis on smaller uh, scenarios, it's easier t- for them to play out and for them to become natural when you're kind of put in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I feel like it's easy for people to just say, well, this is just who I am. If, if I touch a woman, I'm going to get, I'm going to get horned up or whatever. I'm going to get aroused <laughs> or whatever. But like we said, even, you know, like you said, I think you've gotten so good at, you've practiced touching and showing affection and it not leading to that it's almost like a self-control thing it's like you've practiced which a lot of men out there need to be practicing this anyways but it's like you've practiced just like self-control in a way that now it is something that is very natural and organic it's not like oh I'm living with this thing that all the time like if I touch I'm I'm having to really like show restraint or you know, I'm not saying that never happens, but just like you say, I think you practice something that you think is healthy and beneficial to the relationship for long enough, and it's able to become something that's just natural and ritual and like habitual in a sense. Yeah. I will say this. One of the hardest things to do is when you're at odds or when you just finished an argument or came to a conclusion of an argument finding that touch while the feelings are still fresh like makeup sex no not sexual touch i'm talking about non-sexual right no i feel like i mean that really is a thing though like makeup sex and i mean i don't know that that's necessarily Hey, if it's your cup of tea, like, get yeah, after, maybe I not guess. every time. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that can, yeah, I think that can become maybe something unhealthy, but I definitely know that is a thing. Coming together after you're at odds in an argument and having some sort of affection or touch, whether it's non non sexual or sexual, is definitely important. Something, you know, like, I think it's sometimes easy to be like, okay, like you resolve something and you're still kind of annoyed or you're still bitter or something. So you just kind of go in your opposite directions. But I know for us, we have through the years, like it's harder for me, I think, because like we said, guys are able to release things more quickly. But I know like for us, almost any time after we've been at odds or have a disagreement, we try to hug it out or like do something of that nature and it really does like as much as you don't want to in that moment it really does like just break down this wall and just bring you back together it does it puts you on the same page it renews that kind of purity it gets rid of that buildup of emotions 
it really, I mean, it, I don't know. It just, it helps you move on in the, in the emotional space you need to be to move forward with the relationship and with your lives. If you leave that built up tension and then you don't touch the the rest of that day and then you wake up the next day and usually you hug in the morning and then you don't hug that morning. I feel like you just slowly end up growing apart. Definitely. It's important to fill out your partner like on both ends. And if, if you feel like, I'm just us, for example, if I feel like you're kind of like in that mode of like, okay, I can tell he's kind of, you know, wanting that or something. And I feel like I'm in the emotional place, which I would venture to say that a lot of women after an argument or something heavy that they're not just geared straight to being sexual right after that, I feel like women need love poured into them and, and maybe the way it could be a, a red flag. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> every I, time we fight, he gets turned on. Yeah. <laughs> I think women typically, and I could be wrong about this. Maybe I'm only speaking from my viewpoint, but I would just imagine that the majority of women function better in a sexual environment especially when you've been with someone for a long time. Now, I feel like you're dating someone. It's all hot and heavy and steaming. You have an argument, and you're like, oh, they are kind of <laughs> angry, and it was kind of sexy. And it's like, okay, we're talking like you've been in a relationship for years and years, and I think women typically are going to feel more vulnerable, comfortable, safe in a sexual environment when they've had love poured into them and not, you know, just hot off of like an argument kind of thing. Yeah. I think the biggest thing really is just communication. And even kind of what we said before, if, if you don't already practice non-sexual touch in your relationship and it's a desire, you think it could benefit and you do want that oxytocin boost. Um, is there a good way to go about that? Like, I know you don't want to make it awkward. It's like, okay, on Tuesdays, we do non-sexual touch. On Wednesdays, we do sexual touch. Totally. And that's what, like, I was trying to convey when we were talking about this, but that that's not, yes, you communicate about it, but it's funny because I feel like when we say that, it sounds like I'm saying, like, hey, well, let's, like, hold hands and but not have sex. Like, that's not how it, that's not how it happened, and that's not how we communicated, like, through and about it. I'm trying to even think of like an example of the situation. Like I said, I feel like we just got to the place where I did express to you, hey, you know, early on, it's important for my, one of my love languages is physical touch. It's important for me to have that without it leading to something sexual. And so I think we were just over time, we're able to read each other's energy and, you know, through just conversations and, experiences and situations know how to read that and how to gauge it yes and I believe if someone cares about you truly cares about you and you come to them and say hey look I know we have great sex but there are times that we or like you said I need some touch and some affection some physical intimacy where we're not having sex. If someone cares about you, they should be all on board. 100%. Maybe maybe they're not great at it initially. Maybe the next time they touch you, they do want sex. And I know that can be annoying, but 
to communicate and for someone to understand. And it will take practice because it took so much practice for my end and like learning the types of touch, learning when to touch, where to touch, like the back of her head, like not, not like arm versus hand. It's like, what things can I convey? What do I like to do to her to like make her feel loved and something that I'm comfortable with? Like I like touching her head or I like putting our heads together or forehead kisses. Like those are things I found that I actually do like, like it conveys that, Hey, you're my friend. You're my person. I care about you. I just wanted to show you like, kind of like saying, I love you or I like you or whatever. It's just another way of conveying that just appreciation for who the person is. You said you need this thing. If, if, if I know, and I'm jumping all over the place, but if your significant other came to you and said, Hey, I need $20, you would give them that. Like you have the ability to give physical touch. And if someone needs that and someone comes to you and says, Hey, I need some more non-sexual physical touch. Yeah. Don't maybe in that moment, don't put your hand on their shoulder because they're asking for it. But maybe an hour later, when y'all go out in public, when you go to eat that night, try just reach over, touch the hand, reach over. If you're sitting next to them, touch their leg. Like just try some small things that maybe you won't feel as uncomfortable as you thought you would, or maybe you'll get a better response. Maybe she'll start, maybe your love language is something else and she'll start showing you like, it is a good cycle to get into. Definitely. If at the end of the day, it is, like you said, just it's all about compromise and listening to the other other person. And I think sometimes it's easy for people to jump to the thought process of, well, this is just who I am. And, you know, take me and love me for who I am. It's at the end of the day. Yes, you are who you are. But there are things that have to be compromised and modified on when you're bringing two people together. Or if it I, I think it's nearly impossible for two human beings to come together and neither of them have to compromise on anything ever you know what I'm saying like I think whenever your relationship is in a healthy place and both people are compromising and it's not just one-sided compromise because I know that can happen too where for example if I wasn't giving you sexual touch and you were only you know non-sexual that's imbalanced and that's not fair and right and everything like that. And so definitely just coming to a place of compromise and figuring out what both people need. Yes. What is your guys' relationships like? Do you need physical touch that's non-sexual or is that more of something your partner needs? Is this something that you guys practice doing or that you've talked about before? It's a very interesting topic and I feel like, you know, having a conversation about it and putting kind of putting it into practice can definitely be very helpful and beneficial to the relationship. Yeah, I think starting a conversation on this topic with your significant other would be great to do. And if even if it's only just a conversation, you'll know where each other stands, you know. Yeah. We do have uh, some news. Do we? Yeah. You remember last episode when we were trying, we said conjunction. We were talking about the U-R and when it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Yeah. 
we said it's a we had one real one out there that that set us straight it was one of our friends yes it's not on us we're actually it's disappointing on you guys that (laughs) you didn't point out more of you didn't point out that it's actually a contraction not a conjunction (laughs) or maybe you're just nice enough to not tell us or yeah maybe uh it didn't even sound familiar whenever (laughs) our friend told us we were like what well you're pregnant so we were like contraction like yeah that's like the only thing our brain goes to now yeah but uh and bad breath is halitosis oh okay yeah i'm pretty sure so chronic bad breath is halitosis i mean we learn something new every day i'm I'm excited to see what we messed up on in this episode right stay tuned Thank you guys for listening and hanging out. We always enjoy these conversations and it gets, it's very thought provoking. It gets us thinking about how other people and how other people's relationships are and what their thought process is. And we always want to hear what you guys have to say. So let us know where you stand on this. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See you then.